1: from an extraterrestrial source was picked up at the Parks Observatory in Australia. A new sequence of DNA, friendly instructions on how to combine it with ours. This growth is amazing. The decision was made to terminate the experiment. Hello, welcome to Rewatchability. On the Entertainment One Podcast Network. I'm Robert Laronde. With me, as always, is Blaine Waters and JM McNabb. And we have a real out-of-this world movie for you today. But before we get into that, I uh, see what I did there. Before we get into that, we first of all want to thank our Patreons. Those are the people who give us a little bit of money each month to help us keep the podcast going. And in return, you get the podcast. Ad free and early, and there are some other perks that come along the way as well, like uh, bonus episodes. So you can do all of that by going to patreoncom rewatchability and sign up. Get get stuff early. Feel better than everybody
2: else. But we, we don't guarantee that. That's what it's about, That's... right?
1: <laughs> so today we have, I think, not. Well, it's not a big movie. I can't. I can't lie about this. It's not. It wasn't a blockbuster. I think it did make a whole bunch of money, but uh it's not even like the best movie in this sort of like genre. You should of probably film, just turn you know? the podcast off. Or you know what?
2: <laughs> I think, I think it, you know, you have to listen past a certain point to count as, as a listen. So, you know, just just take your earbuds off and like let your phone or your your iPod or your Zoom like mm-hmm. run all the way through to the end. And just yeah. And oh then, yeah. You know, listen
1: to actually something else. I've been setting up like one of those data farms with like all the different phones, so we've got like sixteen listens. <laughs> Sweet. So it'll be good. Amazing. You're like a <laughs> so, hacker. So the movie I'm I'm very black hat. So we are talking about species, the nineteen ninety I think that says six. No that's uh, five, I think. Oh yeah. My my writing is uh terrible. Nineteen ninety five Sci-fi action movie starring Natasha Henstridge, Michael Madsen, Sir Ben Kingsley and this was I think sort of a big movie like in the 90s sort of trashy movies could be kind of big like they still had like lots of word of mouth What what about you Jam when was the first time that you saw Species
2: well, I th- first of all, I think this was a big movie because there are three sequels to this movie. So yeah, that's true. I mean, that's not necessarily
1: a given though. There are lots of like sequels to bad movies.
2: True, mm-hmm. but I oh, I'm not saying it's good. No, let me right, just right. put that <laughs> on the record now. Successful, I, I yeah, know. it was successful. It, it had a cultural footprint uh, for sure. That's you know, it's something that people talked about for a while. Yeah, Absolutely. and obviously, like and we'll get into
0: that. Made enough money to warrant like going back to the well three times. Yeah. 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 And it
2: was also, yeah, it was before the internet. It was before, like, internet porn. So, like, to to see, like, a fleeting glimpse of nudity, like, people had to schlep out to a movie theater and pay, you know, $20 to, you know, go with a date to see some goddamn <laughs> horror movie. Uh, that, and, that's, and that's how it went for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I think I saw this movie at home on TV or something, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't have a great story. The only thing I really remember about from when it came out when I was a kid was I remember being at a library and reading like an old, not old, it was new at the time, but it was like a, you know, a 1990s It was either like a Starlog or a Fangoria (laughs) or some kind of movie magazine like that. It was probably like a horror one. But they had like a thing about movie practical effects and makeup that year. And there was a photo of like a spinal cord being ripped out of someone's back. Oh, yeah. And I just remember being really creeped out by that. (laughs) But also not, like, reading the article. Uh, So I didn't know, you know, even what it was from. I just remember seeing that image and just thinking it was so gross. And then years later, seeing Species, probably on one of those, like, free previews of the movie channel or something, (laughs) and seeing that scene and being like, oh, that's the movie that that gross (laughs) photograph I saw in the library one day was from. So, yeah, I, I don't have any particularly strong feelings about this movie other than i knew it existed i saw it i i guess i thought it was okay i never really wanted to watch it again i remember there were people talked about it a little bit when that movie under the skin came out right right a few years ago because that was like kind of just the art house version of species (laughs) like it's a very similar story oh my god um but I was interested to revisit it more because of, like, yeah, it being this kind of, like, cultural moment where where this, this was a big movie. And also, like, all the actors involved were not mm-hmm. people that I necessarily knew at the time. But looking back on it now as an adult, being like, oh, my God, it's Ben Kingsley and it's sir Alfred ben Molina. Kingsley.
1: You have to say sir.
2: <laughs> and and Michelle Williams, who will talk Force about. Of course, are Michelle-, Michelle Williams? There's... There's, like, 18 Oscar nominees in this movie, mm. plus, like, Michael Madsen. So, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's a weird thing to, like, look back on. So uh, I'm curious to uh, to talk about it with you guys. What about you, Blaine?
0: So I was a huge sci-fi uh, fan. Cool. And <laughs> it was cool to be that when I was a kid. And I wanted to see this movie, obviously, because it's about aliens. But it was, it was a sexy alien movie. And I wasn't Mm -hmm. allowed to see the sexy alien movie. And so... Wait, did you have like a
1: conversation with your parental figure being like, Yeah, I think I'd like to go see that Species movie, (laughs) Mom. She's like, Species?
2: I'm just really into (laughs) sci-fi.
0: My friends say sci-fi is really cool. (laughs) We don't have dial-up yet, so could we just go see the movie? Yeah, no, uh, no. Blaine, why is there a jacket on your lap? <laughs> god damn it! Hey, can I just say
2: very quickly? I almost suggested before the species thing got finalized for this week. I almost suggested. I just randomly out of nowhere had the thought of, like, oh, we should talk about the people versus Larry Flint. Like, oh my god! Yeah, I mean, and then like the next day, Larry Flint died.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> I would was be up like, for that. I like yeah, I movie. think we should talk about that at some point. I think you're an empath, J.M. You're probably an empath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Larry going to die. <laughs> uh, just because that's another
2: one of those movies that was like huge at the time that no one talks yeah. about anymore. It was no. like this like prestige thing that everyone just immediately was like... like The next year, I was like, I was terrible. Why, why were we all giving that awards? <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: ago. I, I think that would definitely be another interesting movie to talk about. And also... Um, has lots of uh, nudity and
0: uh, sexual. <laughs> graphic, I think that's what nature. reminded me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was reading a copy of Hustler. Yeah, my mom, <laughs> my mom didn't let me watch this. But this movie, like, it came out around the same time as Arrival, right? Like, have we done Arrival on the podcast? I don't Arrival. Think
2: the Arrival.
0: The Arrival. Oh, yes. Yeah. The Arrival.
2: Arrivals like the Denis Villeneuve movie. The Arrival. The, ar- the a art Charlie house Machine version movie. of yeah. The Arrival. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And so I watched The Arrival, and I think I remember being pretty okay as a kid. I know it was horrible, but uh, I remember it being pretty okay. This movie it was just like it was. It was rated R. It was, and it never like came on the rated R channels like late at night either to watch. So I don't know. You know, I couldn't ever see it. It never, even when I was an adult, I wasn't like, oh, I'll go watch that. That sounds like a good use of my time. Wait, so this was the first
2: time you've seen it?
0: This was the first time I've seen this movie.
2: It, it would have been really funny if like your wife came in and was just like, no, sorry, you're not allowed <laughs> to see
0: this. Your mom just called. She said, do
2: not watch." me. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, it would have been, uh, yeah. Is he
2: watching Species? <laughs> We God. talked about this in 1995. I can't believe he would go behind my back like this.
0: God, yeah, yeah. It's it's like this is how Blaine finds out who his dad is. It's the worst. It's the worst. when I was a kid. When I was a kid, by, by, by you say you're an alien. So, so I don't I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but my mom was artificially inseminated, and so when I was a kid, I would uh, like very young, like five or six, I would tell people that my dad was an alien so that's how geeky I was and how few friends I had but yeah so this movie is about alien babies anyway it's neither here nor there I uh never watched this movie uh Rob what about you well unlike unlike
1: your mom I think my dad (laughs) rented this movie because it was sexy (laughs) and that's why I saw it son you gotta learn you got to learn sometime. See, let me tell you a little bit about human human uh, biology. So there's a man and there's a woman and then I love this that woman he... goes into a chrysalis.
2: Then <laughs> she kills a bunch of dudes and really uh, that's to... how you were born. <laughs> oh, First God. you got your skull train.
0: <laughs> yeah. That night you grew up faster than Michelle Williams in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did.
1: Yeah, I, I remember like renting this sometime, you know, I guess a few years after it came out. Um I don't remember much about it. Like it it was pretty bland. I remember it being sexy, but I can't remember in any specific ways, you know? Like, I just remember, yeah, it's like the movie with the sexy girl and she's an alien. And that's all I absolutely remembered about it. And I remembered, you know, that there was a species, too, and a whole other thing. And I remember the covers. The covers were very memorable. But, yeah, nothing else about this movie stuck to my brain. So I was also excited to sort of watch this movie again. And also, like, when I took a, a first look back at it, like, it did sort of encapsulate all of those, like, Sort of '90s tropes, which I think are kind of hilarious now, but we're definitely really tired uh, at the moment. So, you know, I I thought it would be a great movie to talk about, and I think uh, I think it will be because yeah, there's definitely a lot of things going on in this film,
2: right? Right? <laughs> there there it's, is. It's funny because when it started, I was like, oh, this is gonna be pretty good because like it actually is a good setup it's basically just alien plus the fugitive Mm -hmm. which sounds fun and it's not no (laughs) no No. No. well it's not
1: let's get right into it because there's a lot to cover i should say it starts with first i I posted this on instagram i tried to do a social media post that the title looks like uh looks like a space loogie it's like, <laughs> it's one of the worst title sequences I think that I've ever seen. Like, so we see the space, and there's just, like, this big green... It looks like phlegm, and it's floating there, and then, like, the logo sort of comes out of the two S's. Yeah,
2: it looks like the typeface from, like, a 1960s, like, spoof magazine, like a ripoff of, like, Mad or Cracked. So like, <laughs> Species! Splop! <laughs> or, you know...
1: Yeah, but it sort of opens with... Michelle Williams the lovely Michelle Williams
2: just a little
1: girl here and she is she wakes up in bed and she's scared maybe she's had a nightmare or something uh, actually i think she does have nightmares she's always dreaming about the um about about alien stuff which we'll get into but she wakes up and she's scared and she's in this sort of glass cell and Ben Kingsley is sort of looking down at her from this uh balcony and these scientists sort of come in and they start lugging these canisters of cyanide gas which they're going to connect to the cell and Michelle Williams she knows what's happening right away so she starts freaking out and this is this is horrifying i mean but this is a great beginning to the movie it's so absolutely good. i yeah. mean first of all Michelle Williams is really good like yeah. she you know, knocks it out of the park right from the beginning, and also you don't want to see her die. I guess because children dying is sad.
2: <laughs> well, it's also you're starting. You know, you're starting the monster movie with the monster from the point of view of of the creature. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't know who it is exactly yet, but it's funny that like what ends up happening is so much less nuanced than this opening would have implied.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you kind of could have sold the whole movie on this opening, honestly. Because it's uh, it's great. We're like, why are you killing the kids? So many great questions are raised. And then Ben Kingsley, like, looking down, just not saying anything, not having any Yeah, a
2: single tear rolls down his cheek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: oh, my <Right>? God, yeah. <laughs> Where's my Oscar? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it seems like all is lost. Like, she's going to succumb to the gas, but she breaks out in this, like, Christy Yamaguchi-style gymnastic... Is she a gymnast?
2: Or a figure skater? Figure I don't know. Figure skater, yeah. I don't know There's not I don't figure the skater for cell. <laughs> it's,
1: she, it's some sort of uh, athletic move. Uh, it's Triple very impressive. right out Yes. <laughs> okay, there we go. And she goes on the run in her pajamas, and everybody's, like, freaking out because they obviously want to kill her for some reason. Well, they're all
0: dying, too. That's, that's one of the reasons they're freaking out, because the gas leaks out. Right. Yeah, that's, it's yeah. also
2: funny because they're in like full hazmat suits, but they're not wearing gas masks. It's like if if I was about to gas someone, probably the first thing I'd grab is a gas mask. <laughs> like yeah. I wouldn't worry so much about like you know the rest of the stuff.
0: It's yeah, it's funny. The whole suit covers their entire body except their breathing apparatus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the most. It's like I got to make sure my hair's
2: covered up. Which... Yeah. <laughs> Guys, if you get
1: <laughs> that would be that would be bad. So she goes on the run. She like. Wakes
0: up in a boxcar and kills a hobo. Okay, so this is the first thing that, like, is not nuanced about this movie. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, they're like, what do we do with this girl who's on the run? Oh, we have a character sexually assault her right away. Like, this guy is, like, like touching her while she's sleeping and she wakes up and, like, kicks him across the boxcar. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I'm just, like, that's that's shitty. He's also
2: the first of several hobo-type characters that seem plucked from, like, a 1930s cartoon. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. His bindle fell open. It was awful.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I actually read that originally it was supposed to be a cab driver who she kills, but they wanted to make her more sympathetic. So they were like, just kill a homeless person. Nobody will care about that, right? (laughs) Jesus.
2: Yeah, this movie is so elitist. And I think I'm not even joking, like on the imdb i was like looking through actors and the name of the character i think was boxcar hobo <laughs> yeah
1: no that Jesus. was the actor's name
2: <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> he's like they I had to think murder I've been him so they couldn't pay him <laughs>
0: but that that whole like breaking in half thing that he does was pretty cool I don't yeah know. I thought that was a kind of cool there's story.
1: some good there's some good gore in this, some good mm-hmm. body horror stuff too and the The first part with Michelle Williams is really interesting because here she is i mean she we we sort of know that she's not human now, and we also sort of like have figured out that she doesn't really know how to interact with this world, so she's sort of like figuring things out and that's sort of interesting like she gets on a passenger train and she steals a bunch of stuff she figures out like money and steals a bunch of money. But they in order to catch her, they have to assemble a team. And this is like my favorite part of nineties movies. Just where they like bring together just a whole bunch of characters without any like backstory or like reasons and just like sort of throw them together. And we have like quite the team here. We have Michael Madsen.
0: (laughs) Okay. So so he's introduced he's introduced kind of last in terms of like like who are we? Like I'm an astrobiologist. I don't know what right. that means. And like, and then it goes to Michael Madison. He's like, "Well, if we're if I'm here, this is going to be a shit show." Like, yeah, yeah, that could have just been the actor talking right there. Like, <laughs> it didn't need to be the character.
1: Well, we didn't think they cast Michael Madsen as the scientist. Let's be <laughs> honest.
2: I'm a well, neurologist I, over here. <laughs> his his special skill seems to be that he owns a gun. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just has one handgun, and he. Doesn't really do anything like like I feel like I could have done what Michael Madsen does in this movie. Yeah, but yeah. They, they establish him as this like this super badass. Everyone here they they recruit like the six or seven least qualified people to <laughs> like even like on this like top secret like government research base. Like presumably they have people working there that could start right away looking for her like that don't need to take an <laughs> afternoon to be like briefed about like and alien flown genetics to this
0: base yeah
2: they take so much time to have to explain to these also,
0: people their plan also why did we have a whole scene with Forrest Whitaker and the therapist at the beginning for him to be like I'm not treated fairly at work and then he's like oh I got to go so what was that scene about? what did we learn about him <laughs> like absolutely nothing <laughs> Yeah. It was
2: it was a waste of time. He oh is also God. yeah. He's he's like an empath, so he's not a psychic.
0: He's my favorite but character. He's like, he's like empathic. He's <laughs> well.
2: We'll talk about what he says, but he's, his empathy is just like <laughs> noticing things <laughs> that are happening that are very obviously happening around him. Honestly, in the nineties, people
1: were really
0: oblivious, so it did seem like a superpower. His, <laughs> he was like, his, hey, do I see any uh, racism? <laughs> his empathy was like you know a two-year-old playing I Spy. That was his level of empathy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Well guess we all must be here for the same reason, whatever that is.
0: I'm Dan Smithson. And I don't know why I'm here either. But, um, they say they needed me and that it was very important, so I came. What do you do, Dan? I... I'm an empath. Sometimes they show me awful things that people have done. And then I try to tell them why they
2: did it. What qualifies you for that?
0: I feel things deeply, that's all
1: despite his character being ridiculous, I think Forrest Whitaker is kind of amazing in this movie, like I if I was everything. Forrest Whitaker, star of Stage and Screen, uh <laughs> director of Hope Floats, and like I got this script, <laughs> I would not be as committed as Forrest Whitaker is to all of this bullshit that he has to say. No Ooh, one else is great, yeah. He's yeah. great. We also have Alfred Molina uh, yeah. as uh, Doctor Otto Octavius or something <laughs> else, and Marg Hegelberger. That's I think that's how you pronounce her last name. She is, uh, she's uh from CSI. So. Yeah, oh, I
0: yeah.
2: also know her from that episode of Frasier where Martin pretends he's gay. <laughs> that's how I know her. She's perfect.
1: Good I read on. On the IMDB that she's friends with Joni Mitchell, so oh. that sort of makes me like imagine a scenario where maybe like Joni Mitchell watched Species just to like support <laughs> her friend, <laughs> and then maybe wrote like a very tender piano ballad about sill and motherhood and all that stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Why wasn't Joni Mitchell on the soundtrack? That's I mean, what I'm saying. That's, yeah, that's amazing. Pull
2: some strings, Marg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
2: heard she changed "Big Yellow Taxi" to "Big Box Car Hobo." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God!
1: But yeah, so Kingsley, you know, he he informs them all of sort of what's happening and what it is is that SETI, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, sent out a like a kilogram of information out into space, and something sent something back. And they knew that, they thought that it was friendly because it gave them a new formula for methane gas, which would solve all the power problems. But it also gave them this instructions to inject this alien DNA into a human embryo. And uh, so they just sort of did that. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where SIL comes from, the Michelle Williams alien creature and you know we we find out that she's grown like super fast most babies take i think like four weeks to to be born but she she is like an eight-year-old in like you know a week and a half so you know it's very you know and they and they know that she's gonna be a killer she's gonna be a stone cold killer because her eyes are at the front of her head so that she can (laughs) So, so she can be, uh, so we can catch her prey. So she can, you know, use her depth perception to kill. I love
0: that line because it's like, well, she looks human. Like, that's not like she doesn't look like a totally new species that you're trying to like. Holy shit! Maybe we're predators. (laughs) It was just like so weird to say. The real monster was man. Yeah, it was weird. It was like it was like I guess everyone's a killer because they have eyes in the front of their head. I don't maybe. know. Maybe maybe that's what except for teachers. Teachers aren't killers for some reason because they have <laughs> eyes in the back of their head too. I don't know. I can't figure it out. Their <laughs> logic is so flawed.
1: Okay, but so Michelle Williams doesn't stick around for the whole movie. She she's on the train and, you know Which is too bad. Yeah. I mean she and she sort of like has this like body horror moment where like all these things start like poking out of her face these like tendrils and uh, it's it's horrifying and then she sort of forms this cocoon or chrysalis which looks like a vagina and am, <laughs> I, am i the only one who saw that
0: it's been a dry season for me <laughs> <laughs> i mean the pandemic go- hasn't been kind
2: a lot of stuff in this movie was designed by H.R. Uh, Giger, which we'll right. talk about later, I'm sure. But So, yeah, I, I will not fault you for finding uh, creepy vaginal imagery and anything happening in a, in a movie that, that hired Giger.
1: Yeah. Uh, but when she emerges, she is a fully grown, naked, bloody woman, Natasha Henstridge. And this is where the real fun begins because, you know, She's fully grown and she like kills a whole bunch of people on the train and so then the gang gets there the Scooby gang and they're like oh man I guess we have to stop her from killing more people
2: Well okay well first Forrest Whitaker comes in and it's it's a room with an alien cocoon and a corpse and he says something bad happened here
0: the best liar
2: yeah, and it's like why? Why are you, Why did they hire you? And but Michael Madsen's just like no shit or something. <laughs> and it's like what? Why? Yeah. Why wouldn't he be like? Why did we hire him? And <laughs> and this is again, this is constantly happens throughout the movie until the end when he finally gets something right. Like it feels like maybe the first draft of this was like he w- wasn't an empath or he was you know. <laughs> A con man or something, and then finally at the end he had powers or something, like right. he was bad at his job on purpose, and then they cast Forrest Whitaker and they're like, Well, we can't fast cast Forrest Whitaker as this bumbling guy because he's a great actor. And if they the lines don't make sense. It's it,
0: it's so crazy. He'll like watch someone scream and be like, Oh man, they were afraid. It's like what? <laughs> yes. You can register human emotion. What is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Everything is crazy with that guy. But that's why I love his character so much. Is because he's totally useless but overly committed to, to the to the whole project. Which yeah. Is great.
2: Well, they've so- also got like a bunch of nerds. Like they're again, like they've just have the worst people. It's a bunch of nerds <laughs> and Michael Madsen who just like has a gun. <laughs> so trying to find like the most lethal and the only other thing they do is they call helicopters occasionally. If they really need help, they'll call a helicopter. But why isn't everybody, why isn't the whole, why isn't the FBI or somebody, or the army looking for her? Yeah. Like, it's just
1: these seven nerds. It really seems like Ben Kingsley is more suited to lab work and less the hunting and tracking sort of deal.
2: Yeah, why Why is this his job?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, he already fucked up once. He let this thing escape, you know? Maybe take it out of his hands. But she, once she uh, is fully grown, she starts to uh, she starts to have needs and and wants. And she, you know, she she goes to the hotel and asks uh, this guy who I'm pretty sure is in Twin Peaks uh, where she can find a man. And he's like, "Well, there's a club down the street." And so she goes to the club to find a man. And there's I like, like how
0: he's he's like the only decent man in this entire movie. He's like the only nice guy, which she's like, I need a man. He's like, Well, obviously you're not referring <laughs> to me. So I is not a porno. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, it's funny because when she goes to the motel, like she gets all of the ideas for the rest of the movie from like channel surfing in this motel. Like mm-hmm. something that, you know, a twist that happens later she sees in a commercial and then she comes across like a softcore porn, which mm-hmm. is like weird. Like watching this movie, like I can't help but think sometimes like is this a commentary on something? Cause Mm. like, it's, you know, it's kind of a soft core porn like movie in a lot of ways. You know, it is like an erotic thriller basically, but then we have a scene where the character, where the alien character gets the idea to like search for a male companion from watching a shitty soft core movie on TV. Is this like, is this holding a mirror up to Hollywood? No, no. Not, <laughs> obviously.
0: obviously not. It was directed
2: by Roger Donaldson, though, who is like has directed yeah. some good stuff: Cocktail, Cocktail, oh. the Bounty, um, some other stuff. All right, yeah, thirteen and this. days. Yeah, and Species. Okay, sorry, but go on. Is it, is that guy from Twin Peaks? Who did he play in Twin Peaks? He played like. A sheriff from
1: a different town that they go to visit. He might have been in Twin Peaks to return. I can't remember. Oh, no. Yeah. You know
2: what it is? He's in uh, the, the the Fire Walk with me or something. He's in Fire Walk with me. Yeah. he's He must be the sheriff in, like, the other town where, uh, where like, Chris Isaac and Kiefer Sutherland go.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I just saw his face, and I'm like, that guy is probably in Twin Peaks somewhere. <laughs> so I <laughs> looked, and he was. <laughs> totally. Yeah, and so at the club, I mean, this is, you know, she she decides that she's going to get a man. And there is some competition. This this woman, you know, basically like, um, I don't know what the word for cock block is when it's an alien. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that's what she does. And then later in the bathroom, she's like, all's fair in love and war, huh? Well... She, I mean, you know, the next the next volley of that battle does not go well for her because (laughs) the Hensrich like puts her arm through the back of the toilet stall and rips out her spine. Oh, how did she
2: even like? Where did she go? So she went outside, like found whatever the next like what room did she go in to do that? And how did she like know what stall to go to? (laughs)
0: Yeah, I know it was also crazy. Also. What's with this club? Where is there a club where these women are fighting for men? Where oh, well, does that club exists in the world. <laughs>
1: One like, part of this movie what?
0: I like is where they're like, she could be
1: heading anywhere, she could be in LA, anything goes there. <laughs> the city's like, oh, sin. there's just so much debauchery and everything that, you know, nobody will notice if somebody is like, Ripping out people's spines <laughs> and breaking them in half,
2: well, no, they're right because the club is also like their idea of like this like super trendy like uh, sexy club is like basically just a normal nightclub, but with like circus performers giving each other hand jobs like <laughs> and leotards. yeah, you haven't been there. You haven't been to leotard handjob Cirque? yeah, you, you haven't been to Cirque to soiree. <laughs> oh, that's
1: better yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, she does. I mean, the one weird thing that she does do uh, is that she walks down.
2: The one weird thing. Okay, She <laughs> weird <laughs> down things. A woman's spine. <laughs> yeah, but hey,
0: that's not weird if you're in Mortal in Kombat. In LA, you know, it's yeah. fine. <laughs>
2: that's a that's a total Predator dating move.
1: <laughs> the first thing that she does when she is yeah. an adult is she goes and she buys a wedding dress. I don't know if if that's something that she has seen or whether that's just like some sort of thing that the director sort of put in there to like emphasize her femininity or her like journey towards motherhood
0: it was weird yeah it really was weird that that was the dress that she picked out i don't know
2: i guess it does kind of like in a way it kind of yeah reflects like the sort of traditional you know conservative path where it's like you know you go from a small town into a big city and then you have this symbolic marriage and then you have sex and then you have a baby and then you rip out
1: some guy's throat in a hot tub
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the motherhood thing is definitely a big part of this movie. Uh as it was the Alien franchise. So, there's a mm-hmm. whole bunch of similarities there. But she she takes this guy home, this like long-haired douchebag, and he, you know, basically at some point, he she decides that she wants to go and he's not going to let her. So she kills him. And so that's another guy that uh that that they're investigating, and, and that- again,
2: this movie, the, this movie bumps up. It comes so close to being like, yeah, like having kind of a message or right. being like, you know, vaguely like feminist, where it's you know, she she does like her first kill is this guy who's like, you know, not respecting her wishes. And well, like, he's going to rape it, her, yeah, d- yeah, yeah. It's like assaulting her in, in his house, and but I, I mean, it's so stupid, and imme- it immediately jettisons. That yeah, that, that track.
0: And also, like when they when they're trying to find the guy that she leaves the club with, they talked to the club owner and was like, she'd go for a nice guy. Is there a nice guy that left with a blonde tonight? And the guy was like, Oh yeah, Jimmy. He's the nicest. Yeah. And she's <laughs> was yeah, that's trying that's to he wait was <laughs> he was like, Oh, he's a nice. It's probably that guy. Nice guy. Yeah. But
2: t- <laughs> and to be fair, this Weird. is the manager of the the clown hand job, <laughs> yeah, bar. So. <laughs> he calls You're her He calls her guy. legs
1: you know when she's uh just walking down the street he's like uh he's letting people in and he's just she's just walking down the street beside the line he's like legs, come on <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, and then uh she she also she also gets hit by a car and some guy sort of like saves her and uh you know it's sort of like sticking around so that uh you know. Maybe uh maybe something will happen there. And something does happen. That's there. why
2: that's why Rob's Rob's been meeting women in the ER also. That's a, <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a it's great a place great place. place. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah.
1: Also, uh yeah, you meet some some new uh widows there. They are
0: vulnerable. Oh, and uh Oh God. Um But there's isn't there some point in this where they're just waiting for her to make a move, like use a credit card or something, and uh and they're at this lab? Yeah, doesn't that happen? Oh yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah, well, okay. Is one of First my of all, before, things
2: before we get to that, what precedes that is one of several breaks they take in this. <laughs> in this, like, they are they are basically fighting for like <laughs> the sake of mankind. Like humanity will be destroyed if these creatures are allowed to roam free and uh, and propagate and you know well they'll take over the earth and they the one of the first things they do is like well let's take let's pause on this chase and go back to the lab and just not inject the dna into a human but just like See what the DNA is. The thing we probably should have done in the first place. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and instead of having any scientists there, they just have the Scooby gang. So there was a whole bunch of scientists that were working with Ben Kingsley before that are just no longer working on this project. It's no. just these uh, empath and a killer. Yeah. that and, are now doing science.
2: What's a holiday.
1: <laughs> what happens is they're going to implant the uh, DNA into the embryo and... Just as they're about to pierce the embryo, the camera breaks. And Ben Kings is like, ah, we're going to have to call a technician. And then they just send in Michael Madsen and uh, Marg. And-
2: well, also, in the previous scene, they make it very clear that Michael Madsen is the only one of all these people who is not a doctor. <laughs> He's the only one that should not be doing this.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like you know, he's probably a guy who's more suited to like hooking up electronic equipment or something. You know, like, he does have a gun. <laughs> yeah,
2: all, yeah, I forgot he, he's got yeah. a gun. He, knows, he can put bullets he knows into science. a gun,
0: so he must yeah. be adept at handling yeah. small metal objects, right?
2: Yeah. But then in the <laughs> next scene, DNA—it's basically <laughs> like loading a handgun.
0: No, but in the next scene, he's trying to like screw in this thing, and he drops the screw in, through the grate. Yeah, while the while the thing is, so he's the not gr- even good the, at what he's. The floor to has at. all
1: these holes that perfectly fit the bolts that go close the thing that keep the alien in.
0: Oh, and by the way, they've moved this whole lab from wherever it was when they were first flown to it to L.A. Right. to do this science. And, like they and purpose- just because it's closer this. to
1: the scene, man. Go to the Roxy, the Viper Room, maybe see
0: Johnny Depp. <laughs> the spine-ripping hand job circuses. You'd oh, be you've
2: been there. And Yeah, so like the... the the alien DNA is just a blob of like giga It's just this crazy monster thing. Well, it that doesn't look like a
1: penis. Them.
0: Yeah, it does. It kind of looks like what you Uh-oh. do with like a root beer float if you blow it through, <laughs> yeah, it through a straw. That's right. <laughs> like, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But they're, Madsen and the other, and the woman go in there, and because the, they've dropped the bolt, Kingsley is just going to, isn't going to let them out, and he's going to just incinerate them. And he was so they to spend the like <laughs> they spend like two hours. Like, Neither of you two have Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar wins only in this film. <laughs> but all the all the rest of the Scooby Gang are just like, "Open the door! Open the door! The buttons are right there. There's a red one and a green one." <laughs> and Ben it's Kingsley like just has his meme. hand over the green button, hovering, just being like, "I can't let them out. I can't let them out." <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but he says, he says he'll let them out like if they kill it. It's yeah. Like, and then he arbitrarily gives them two minutes. <laughs> <to>
0: <laughs> and he's just like saying the word protocol over and over and over <laughs> again because he has no other reason. And there's no, like, he wasn't like if you go in there and something wrong happens, you have two minutes to make it right. He didn't warn them. No. And actually, Forrest Whitaker tells him that. He's like, hey, you didn't say that this was a possibility. When and you and by them the in way, there. this is his empathy. Is before,
2: and. This is before any of the sex scenes have happened. So if I'm like, if I'm you know, thirteen year old Blaine, and I got to go see this movie, I and it's you know, we're forty minutes in, and there's this blob thing like attacking doctors. I would be mad.
0: I turned mad. Yeah, not right. You've
1: already Um, seen um, Natasha (laughs)
0: Henstridge naked coming out of a vagina covered in blood. It really confused you. Hypothetically, <laughs> there's not much time.
2: We gotta get out of
0: here. Let not, You gotta let him out! You can't do that. It might escape. I have to follow
2: protocol. What protocol? Protocols by which we're running these experiments. 15, Will you tell them that before they went in
0: there? Thirteen. 12, twelve. Let them out. Eleven. Ten. Bitch. Let them 9. out! I have to follow protocol. I have let them out! 7, bitch. 6, go! Go! 1. Out. Three,
1: two. Why? I hope you realize I had no choice. You yeah, sure. But the protocol to
2: burn the room in two minutes If anything
1: went wrong. Yeah. Well, they do escape. Yeah. Uh, and they're in the rest of the movie. Yeah. That is that is a, a weird, dumb scene.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, sure. But then she gets hit by the car and a guy pays for it. And then her bones heal super quickly. Mr. Lipman is the doctor and he gets freaked out. And then she just walks out with mm-hmm. this guy. And they get in a hot tub. Yeah, and they're about to have as sex,
1: you do. as you do if you have a hot tub. But there's a phone call, and he wants to answer it, but she doesn't want to answer it. And then it seems like there's somebody at the door, so he wants to, like, get up, but uh, she doesn't want that. So
2: Well, also, okay, this is crazy, too, because, like, this guy is obviously super into her. They're, they're both, like, naked in a hot tub, and his landline rings, and he's like, I've got to get it. <laughs> It's, it's the phone. Well, maybe he didn't have an answering machine. What? I mean, this was
1: 1995. <laughs> but
2: is, is he? Yeah. Is he like an air traffic controller or like a heart surgeon? Like, why would he need to get out and get that call at that moment? Yeah. A yeah good
0: point. I, yeah. It's. It's also he's making his like biggest attempt to be the final girl in this movie by being like, "Hey, I don't want to go that far with you. I'm fine with making yeah. out in the hot tub, but if you try to take off my shorts." That's a big no for me. But he's still murdered. He's still, his throat is ripped out. Yeah, it does seem somewhat arbitrary. At first they're like, you know, oh,
1: she'll attack anybody who threatens her. But then she's just fucking attacking anybody, you know?
2: Yeah. And then they split up. So, and because no one has a cell phone, I guess, they have car phones, but like Michael Madsen and the other woman from CSI are like... (laughs) working by themselves and they figure out who it is, but it's just them going at first. It's just, now we're just down to two people trying to (laughs) to find this. And, uh, and one of them is a doctor, like, uh, (laughs) yeah. And one of them is just a guy who fumbles
0: bolts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: can't can't handle bolts. His bookshelves are always falling over (laughs) bookshelves. Generous. (laughs) But so they call, he doesn't answer. They, they get there and yeah, it's too late. He's, He's dead in the hot
1: tub. But there's no semen in the hot tub, so she hasn't gotten pregnant yet. So that's good. Because as soon as she gets pregnant, that's going to be bad news. I
2: do feel bad for like whoever like the government scientist is who's got like their PhD in advanced whatever and they, like <laughs> get called in the middle of the night. We need you to see if there's any semen in this guy's hot tub. <laughs>
1: that's why you called Dr. Cum. <laughs> Sorry, it's Coom. No, it's Coom. Jeez. <laughs> Well, yeah. Okay. But, you know, she does this thing where she I mean, this part is sort of amazing. She she fakes her own death. She does this whole she concocts this whole plan to like lure them to following her. And she has this like hostage woman who she's like cut off the thumb of and
2: mm. she no no she cuts off her th- oh yeah i guess she cuts she, off the yeah, woman's thumb up, yeah. and her thumb
1: yeah, yeah. It, that's a good scene too where she first like she has the clippers and she cuts off her thumb that you're like Ugh, and then she goes for the other person's thumb and you're like ah
2: <laughs> oh wait okay wait two things we have to talk about before we get into this plan because one is right after the scene where they almost catch her at the hot tub guy's house there's an um, the, the jump scares in this movie are just terrible oh like, yes you're right because th- there's there is one of the stupidest jump scares where they're they're looking for her and it's quiet and then all of a sudden a squirrel jumps yeah. <laughs> at that woman. <laughs> and it's like you know, it's, you know in like Alien where like, you know, the tension's building and then the cat jumps out and like yeah. the music kind of stops and you're like, Oh, it's just a cat.
0: But you like, set up the cat before? Yeah, no, but yeah.
2: it's it's like the squirrel jumps out and it's like the music doesn't stop. And, like, and Michael Madsen's like, oh my God, what happened? And it's like, for a moment, it's it's truly about the horror of that squirrel. Yeah. And like how upsetting that would truly be. What movie
0: is that where they're like exploring a house and a cat jumps? They're like, ah. And then another cat jumps. They're like, oh my God, I think we need to figure out this cat first before we <laughs> oh, go it's on. It's a
2: community. Oh, community. Okay. Yeah. There's another. I
0: want figure it out. Like.
1: Not a jump scare, but what you said reminded me of this amazing cut. When the when Sill rips out the woman's spine, it immediately cuts to
0: this like guy oh, who kind of looks yes. like Fred Armisen, sort of screaming the and playing the bongos, going "ah." But like, so, but her scream doesn't match with his scream. You know, like it's not like it's not like a continuation scream where you're like, okay, that's a that's a cut. She tears the spine out, and then there's a second where you see it, and silence, and then just cuts into the. It's just awful. It's there's just another awful transition crazy. that's interesting too. There's
1: like these two women talking about like you know just making random conversation in the bathroom, and they say they say something like, "Yeah, but he still looks really good for his age." And then it cuts to Ben Kingsley looking okay. like, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> looking not great. You know, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look terrible. Like he's trim. <laughs>
2: I thought that was weird too.
0: Oh my god. Like, how <laughs> bored was the editor in this movie? I think the editor was Ben Kingsley. I, th- I think he must have been the editor.
2: <laughs> well, also. Ben Kingsley's got this like weird like Miami Vice kind of outfit on for most of this movie. Like when it first started, I didn't remember that she rapidly aged. So when it was Michelle Williams at the beginning and he's wearing that Miami Vice kind of thing, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this must be the eighties and this is a flashback. <laughs> it's like, oh no, that's just that's just his life choice that he's made. That's how he yeah.
1: He's stuck there. <laughs> uh but yeah,
2: that's and then it cuts to him, yeah. Uh there is one other jump yeah. scare that I think is just atrocious that i I will talk about when we get to it
0: okay okay so sorry with with michael madison at the scene of the of the accident when the car bursts into flames and she's lost her thumb they they have find the thumb and they're like you know oh it must have been severed in the door perfectly like it was severed by (laughs) shears um but then also when michael madison arrives on the scene he's like hey hey get everyone back it's like what you're you're a hired killer, are you? You're like a temp. <laughs> like, why are you telling everyone what to do? And everything uh, you Michael just Madsen... told the
2: FBI director to stand back. <laughs> <laughs> That's not cool, man.
0: And everything Michael Madsen says in this movie turns out to be true. He's the smartest person out of all these people. Oh in yeah, in this movie, he says like, uh, you know, she probably didn't like him for some reason. Someone's like, oh yeah, it could have been because like he's a like not fit as a as a parent or whatever, and then he's like he has a needle, probably a diabetic, and then this, and then the the woman who's the smart one comes out and is like he was a diabetic like, with <laughs> yeah. the bottle. It's like what are you? Why is he right? Why couldn't you find that and that be your win? Because on, he's Molina. a man.
1: <laughs> also, like. Uh, sort of jumping ahead a little bit, like, um, after she fakes her own death, she cuts her hair and dyes it, and so she looks like a completely different person, like, for real. Um, but she also, like, starts to have, like, sex fantasies about Michael Madsen.
2: Like, she's- (laughs) Well, that's before, yeah, that's before she cuts her thumb off. Right.
1: But she has this, like, dream of Michael Madsen, and he's just, like, you know, in his undershirt, and she's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) He's a real (laughs) man. He doesn't take his shirt off when he has sex.
0: (laughs) It's all <laughs> it's
2: not even that like weird like black void of nothingness. It's, it yeah. looks like a Garth Marenghi scene or something. Like it's so, he's... but with, with like a white frame around him. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and he's th- in the
0: A-frame shirt too. Like he's just like done looking at the bills and is really mad and been drinking. Like he looks awful.
2: Yeah, I can think of a lot of other actors I would have cast before Michael Madsen if he was supposed to be this kind of heartthrobby yeah. kind of guy. Yeah, like, I like even yeah, I don't know. Uh, but also like the reason why she does that is we didn't talk about after the she gets away from hot tub guys house. She drives like drives a car back to the crime scene and sees like the Scooby guys talking about uh, what they're going to do. And she sees Michael Madsen. And it's like, oh, that guy's was probably handsome a few years ago. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> she uh she also sees ben kingsley and knows how to read his lips right yeah. yeah because we saw in an earlier scene like that they kind of like spoke to each other through the glass mm-hmm. at the you know when she was in prison but we also learned that she didn't know how to speak and she didn't know english <laughs> yeah so how like i get no, that she could read even. very simple things maybe But like he's saying, like let's go back to the hotel, and she's like, let's go back to the hotel. It's like what? You didn't know the word hotel until you left there. Like what? How the fuck? And also like, and again, they're taking a break. They're like, they're. It's a manhunt for the sake of the earth. Everyone's going to be killed, and they're like. Well, let's you know, let's let's call it a night, and you know, we'll regroup in the morning.
0: Yeah, it was a fiery wreckage where we can't determine whether that was her or not. But we found this. uh, This this is before that. This is before before they they think they're dead. They
2: still are like, let's let's take an evening. Let's have a (laughs) you know, let's sleep in. Guys, they work really hard. Okay.
0: Look, There's we're not like going to do our best them. work tired, okay? <laughs> it's
2: crazy. I'm so. This is making me mad. I don't know why. Of course. I think it's because you're the only people I've talked to other than my family, because we're all in <laughs> lockdown, and okay. the only movie I've watched is Species, and I'm angry. And so, no. Before all this, before they think she's died when she fakes her own death with a goddamn thumb, they're they're like the only plan they have is they're like, let's go back, get a good night's sleep, and tomorrow night. 24 hours from now, we'll go back to the same nightclub in case she shows up there.
1: Right. Yeah, And they do that. Yeah. 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 And she does show up because she knows. And she
2: does. And, okay, and here's my other favorite jump scare (laughs) is uh, they're in like an alley. Forrest Whitaker heads out to the alley and he's looking around and it's just getting quiet. And then another uh, homeless man, probably played by the same actor who played the boxcar guy, (laughs) Just randomly out of nowhere pops out from behind a dumpster, like in Mulholland Drive, and just goes like. No reason. He he actually says, "Hey,
1: this is our dumpster."
2: (laughs) It's so stupid. It's
1: it's so dumb and and offensive. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 But so, I mean, at the club where they go back to uh, Scope out to see whether she comes back there, she eventually goes back to the hotel following Michael Madsen because she wants to get some of that Madsen meat. And uh, they're in the the elevator, but she doesn't know how to sort of seal the deal. They have like a little talk, but, uh, you know, and then he goes to meet with the CSI lady. So she goes for the next best thing. Some of that Alfred Molina meat. You know, he is a he is a sexy dude.
0: Sexy dude.
2: How did you get in? Here? I stole the key. What? I saw you downstairs, but you're with all those people. So I thought I'd come up and wait. Whoa. Well,
0: this kind of thing doesn't usually happen to me.
2: I Just want to be with you, huh? You are. I I love Alfred Molina, I I truly <laughs> do. I great. think he's amazing. He's lots of fun. Uh, I um yeah. and
1: yeah, he gets to have sex with with Natasha Henstridge in this movie. Um and uh, he, he looks like he's having fun with it. He's <laughs> like, well, I feel good after that.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's he's pretty funny in this scene. He's also like because he kind of strikes out with some women in the bar. Mm-hmm. But then he goes up to his room and because he has the room next to Michael Madsen's, who's with the other woman who. uh oh, why they, would she? Anyway, the chemistry they have is just. Uh... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of this world. Oh. It yeah. doesn't exist. It...
0: <laughs> and uh, and
2: so she goes to the next room and is just like listening with like a glass or something, just like <laughs> eavesdropping. And Alfred Molina walks in. And then she's like, Oh, I saw you at the bar and uh, I've been waiting for you. And then she just takes off her dress and he's like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have no reason to question this. <laughs> but at the same time, Forrest Whitaker is is empathizing really well. He's like having flashes. He's uh and, and he kinda knows something's up. He knows He has, that- he
2: does his job for the first time in an hour and forty five minutes. It's a big win for him.
0: You know, it's a big thing.
2: Because there's a we didn't talk about the other scene where they're at the bar and Michael Madsen is having a drink with Dr. What's-her-Face and, and like they're like chatting and laughing and having a drink. And Forrest Whitaker turns out for mainly and and says, like, they like each other. It's like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) we know.
0: And then, and then (laughs) when you know she goes up to her room, he goes, I think she wants you to follow her. And Michael Madsen's like, dude. Yes. Like, this isn't... <laughs> you need to stop, yeah. man. <laughs> oh, God. You're
2: driving me insane. <laughs> you should go work for Expedia, because everything you say <laughs> is super... <Isn't>... Never mind.
1: <laughs> okay. So, they up. they follow her down into, like, a sewer... And then from that sewer into, like, a well, cave. Well, she kills and him for Melina, too.
2: She, she gets yeah, him I, pregnant oh yeah, by Melina. Oh, she this kills is, him. thought that was this a is given. one of my
0: favorite shots yeah. when, like, Michael Madsen breaks into the door and she breaks out of the wall, like, in the same second. Uh, it, just, it looks so cartoony. It's it's so weird. Anyway, yeah, they go down to the sewer.
1: And this, I mean, this is where the final
2: confrontation happens. But before she does that, she... As a baby. Well, also, okay, wait, sorry, little I little I keep having to back up because I honestly don't understand. They're in the sewer, and I think I looked at my phone for a minute, and then they're in like fucking Fraggle Rock or something. Like where yeah. are they're in a Bat Cave or something? <laughs> that's correct. Yes. Why, why are they in yeah. these caves? Where they were in a hotel, and then four minutes later, they're in a, a giant cavernous cave. Yeah. Rewrites. That's why. And is
0: is there a system of caves under L.A. with petroleum water in it? What, where, what? Ooh, the tar me, sands? I don't know. Maybe. Was it next to the tar, I don't know. If I was that boxcar
2: guy, I would just live in those caves. It looked pretty nice.
1: <laughs> maybe that's where he was going. Yeah. Well, people, things were born One there. ticket to caves, please. <laughs> yeah, but this is where, I mean, she has her baby, and, you know, it is some creepy shit, because it is like, first of all, it's like, a Gerber baby covered in, like, peanut butter <laughs> or something. <laughs> like, uh. But then this Gerber baby, there's, like, this rat that's crawling around. It's like the same rat from The Departed. But this baby <laughs> eats the rat. And then, you know, Forrest Whitaker and um, the other people are there. And, you know, the baby thankfully turns into, like, a real monster so that they can flamethrower it. Because you can't, you can't flamethrower a yeah, baby. I, just, yeah, because I... I've
2: tried. Yeah. It's, I was watching this. It's like, oh my God,
0: is the end of this movie just going to be them murdering a toddler? Well, and like this alien, beyond just being an alien, is like less than a week old. It's just, it's a baby too. Like, well, that's, You know, that's the other kind of, we haven't really talked about
2: this, but the kind of disturbing thing about this movie is it was sold as like an erotic thriller. And then like intellectually, she's a child. And at one point they even say like... So as they're tracking her, someone says like, "She's acting like a child," and someone's like, "She is a child," and it's like another sex scene. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> one of you just said she was
0: a child. Yeah, like, well, what and the, the way fuck? and and when she's like, "I I can feel it," like I'm pregnant. And Alfred Alfred Molina's reaction to her <laughs> when he's when he's like, "Ho ho ho, my yeah. dear young woman or young girl," he says to her. It's like, what? Like you don't even respect her intellectually. You slept with her. Like you're being like. Like if if someone said to that that to you after sex, you'd be like, "I think there's been a mistake here." <laughs> like, like he's just like, "Oh, that's cute. You have the intelligence of a two year old." Oh god, it's yeah, it's cringy. Yeah, it's cringy. anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, but
1: in the caves, they uh, yeah they they eventually flamethrower the baby and all the petroleum or whatever lights on fire, and then yeah. they. Th- Michael Madsen gets big choked. Monster out, comes uh, in. And then... Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot to talk about the tentacles that come from its giant nips. That is, yeah. <laughs> it was real cool. Well, you know, I guess uh, that they must that be kid. really big because of the of the mothering thing, right? Because of the nope, they're for tendrils to choke Michael Madsen. They're a weird bondage <laughs> thing. Thanks, Giger. <laughs> 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 and from her nipples. <laughs> yeah but then uh they blow her head off and, and and then
2: that's basically the end of the movie like oh also wait before uh, just well when you say she they blow her head off it's also like they can't even come up with like a good line for michael madison oh it's the worst <laughs> line Cause it, like everything pauses for like a killer line like a get away from her you bitch like we need yeah. a line where he like you know he cocks the gun and he points at, and he, what is he just says like
1: die motherfucker <laughs> Or something yeah, like
2: that. Die, it was like, Roger, can we
1: just try one with like die motherfucker or something like that? And he's like, Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> and that's the that was the only <laughs> one without like dirt Mike, in the gate.
2: Michael, clearly the script says you're extinct. <laughs> like <laughs> or this species is extinct. So
1: it's some give me something. <laughs> yeah. Die motherfucker. Well, I mean, that's not worse than the last line of the movie because they, no. I mean, they're all like exiting. All these people who have had this like thing, and they've come together. And Michael Manson and the CSI girl have sort of had their moments and all that stuff. And they should all be sort of brought together. But uh, the last line is the is the CSI lady being like, "Man, I've never been so happy to be in a sewer."
0: Yeah, never thought I'd be so happy to be back in the sewer.
2: Like what? And what? then, yeah, uh, I thought there would be like another scene. No. Not in the sewer, but the movie just abruptly ends. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> there is like the rat thing, the the, you know, yeah, there's there's alien the alien rat, rat so, you know,
2: watch out. Watch
1: out. Yeah.
2: Uh, and th- I, I, did I miss something? What happened to Ben Kingsley? Oh, he he,
1: he goes off on his did own he? and he gets killed by uh, yeah,
2: one of the by the alien. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think I started looking at my phone at that point. I think I I don't it. blame you. I think
0: I think that's all right. Yeah.
2: But also the the thing that also bugs me is Forrest Whitaker's whole thing is like, because again, like we talked about, we start the story from the perspective of Syl and he's like empathic and we're supposed to, you know, and his whole thing is like he's seeing it from her perspective. He's like, Mm -hmm. she's afraid, like she's a child, like she doesn't know what's going on. And then like, but when they actually come face to face, like all he does is like yell for michael madsen and then like you know help them fight her like he does nothing to uh try to you know communicate with her emotionally or you know something
0: like you have an alien this is first contact and you are you're just like let's kill her (laughs) just because she's following her like i don't know programming like we all do it's just very yeah it's very weird um and they're all like well that's the end of that no need to wrap up any of the science behind they that. High five in the frame. Like, there's like 300 people that knew about this project, and that's probably never gonna lead to anything. It's just so weird how it ends. And uh,
2: yeah. so, how do I get paid? You guys <laughs> just mail us check, or <laughs> yeah, because Ben Kingsley's dead.
0: Like <laughs> anyway,
2: yeah. So,
1: anyway, yeah. that's that's the end. And that's of that the movie. end of that movie. Okay, so we'll be back.
2: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Welcome back to Watchability. We are talking about species, and I have some trivia questions for you to determine your worthiness as biological entities.
0: Oh, my God. So much riding on this. (laughs)
1: I <laughs> got the flamethrower ready. So, which this one's easy for you? Which 2010 film reunited Ben Kingsley and Michelle Williams? Species Two. <laughs> <laughs> no, Species Two came out in
0: '97.
2: Um, was it?
0: No. What year was it? 2010. 2010. Hmm. Michelle Williams it wasn't, like, the Baxter or anything. No, he wasn't no. in, was in that. No, I don't know. Yeah, what was that? I don't know. Oh. Okay. Well, it was a
1: big
2: movie. Uh, it
1: was Shutter Island.
2: Oh, oh, right. Yeah. Michelle Williams was in that. God. Yeah. She's, yeah, she was his wife. Mm.
0: Okay. Yeah. Straight through so, the walls.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ben Kingsley playing another terrible doctor (laughs) in that movie. (laughs)
1: Yeah, actually, I have to say, you know, I don't love Ben Kingsley in this movie. I sort of think he doesn't really do anything. It's sort of a waste of his thing. Like, he's supposed to be like, yeah, this Dr. Frankenstein guy. And he does do the single tear. I'm not trying to rob him of that. But the rest of the movie, he's just sort of like, I don't know. He's not like a great, he's not like a good villain. Like, he's supposed to sort of be like the real villain. but uh, He phones it in. He yeah, he does sort of phone it in. Um, okay, so question number two Which actor's first film role was in the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Which actor from this movie? Oh, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. 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 Do you know who he played in? Yeah, uh, he plays the football
2: movie? player. What's his name? That's right. That's
1: right. Spicoli. No.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> I <can't open> <laughs> no, I, I I can't remember his name now, but, uh, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, uh, Forrest Whitaker has had, like, a great career. I didn't realize that he was a really renowned director before his acting career really took off. I didn't realize that he directed Waiting to Exhale and uh, Hope Floats. Those are both movies that I've heard about. Wow. Um, and he was the guy doing them. And uh, he hasn't done much directing recently, Um I think since
2: 2004, but uh, I don't know. He should get back on it. Uh, he is great. one of those guys that's like, I've never seen him give a bad performance, or at least like, even in movies that aren't great that he's in, like he's always doing something interesting. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Rogue One. With- yeah. I also
2: liked it when he hosted the uh, the early 2000s Twilight Zone reboot when he was like the Rod Serling. Oh, I didn't
0: know that. that. Yeah. Cool. He's a good voice for that great.
1: Well, Forrest Whitaker was also featured in another movie that features aliens. It's sort of an action thriller. And this one's from 1993, and it was directed by Abel Ferreira. I wonder if either of you guys can me- name that movie. Wait, what year? I think 1993.
2: it's 1993. It's about aliens? Yeah. I don't know that much about Abel Ferreira. I was just thinking about him the other day.
0: Like, I got to know more about that guy, or else it's gonna <laughs> come back to bite me. In no, the I ass was just thinking, like, I haven't mankind. seen that
2: many of his movies other than like Bad Lieutenant, and I was thinking about that one he did with Christopher Walken. I think I should watch that,
0: but uh, yeah, and no, I don't, the astronaut's wife, what the astronaut's wife that that was no, in like the not. 2000s with Johnny Depp. Nah.
1: Like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if things. No, it is Body Snatchers, which is an adaptation of The Invasion of the Body Snatchers.
2: I remember the poster sure. for that. I never saw it.
1: Yeah, I remember the poster, too. I have also never seen it, but uh, I thought it was interesting. It also sort of seems like a similar sort of movie. Obviously, like, The Body Snatchers has been done plenty of times, but this one seems to have like that same like 90s vibe that species has. So I'm sort of interested in checking it out. Maybe if I do like a Body Snatchers, you know every adaptation
2: we should do we should do that for a bonus episode or something because i rewatched the original invasion of the body snatchers recently me too really oh yeah yeah, right, let's, yeah, yeah. yeah let's talk about it and i was thinking i should watch the uh, 70s one again right after so uh, yeah yeah we could we could definitely let's do a bonus thing about that that'd be great nice
1: okay that's what i got for the trivia i mean This movie, it sort of came out of nowhere. It was a big movie, but they weren't really expecting it to be a huge success. It was originally sort of conceived as a police procedural. And the way that they say this everywhere, it sort of sounds like maybe it didn't have aliens in it. But as I was reading on, it definitely did have aliens. But it was more like, I guess, cops investigating aliens. (laughs) Kind of
0: like X-Files, but with one... Case.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely the Michael Madsen character fits more of the like cop right. vein. You can sort of just like take him and then throw in a bunch of scientists, and um that's sort of what they come up with. It was a big successful movie mostly because of the hype surrounding Natasha Henstridge's nude scenes. Mm-hmm. That was the big selling point. There was like a lot of promoting it in lads magazines. That's right. why a lot of people went to see this movie. It was marketed basically off of uh, Natasha Henstridge.
2: You know, I'm surprised to hear that because, like, the poster doesn't even really hint at that. But I guess like all the commercials and the trailers probably played up the uh, the eroticism.
0: Yeah, I remember like the making out in the trailer, and then the thing through the neck. Like, ah, oh. like, I remember that from the trailer. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, the producers originally thought. I mean, they thought that this movie, because they were going to focus so much on special effects, that they wouldn't need to, uh, you know, pay for any big stars. And it's, so it's kind of amazing that everybody that they cast in this movie ended up being a big star, like, after this, because they were, like, as we said, they were not nobodies. But I think the ecosystem was sort of different than, like, yeah, Ben Kingsley, everybody knew who he was because Gandhi, but he wasn't, like, a big star, no. mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, Ben Kingsley. Everybody knew who he was because Gandhi, but he wasn't like a big star, you know. Um, and even but, someone like I mean, it really like works Madsen, out. It really works out I've in the kind uh, of poked you know, fun at Here, anyway. like, I, I, sure, I do think he's a good actor, and I don't even think he's that bad beginning. here.
2: It's, it's mostly his character is just so stupid. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, he's good at being Michael Madsen. It's yeah. just like, why is Michael Madsen
2: <laughs> uh, in this? So movie? Why, why did they outsource this job to Michael Madsen? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, this movie did get like a little bit of flack as well. I mean, you know, it was, uh, it's not very, it didn't get very good reviews, even though um, it did make a bunch of money. But, you know, some of the critics sort of criticized it for sort of following the tropes of like, you know, female sexuality being monstrous, you know. Yeah. And uh, whenever, I, I think we mentioned it in the last episode, you know, whenever women use their sexuality, you know, it's a big, scary thing. So, of course, like, you know, the monster has to die at the end of this movie because uh, you know, she has uh desires and needs. And that's uh, depressing.
2: Yeah. I kept I kept <laughs> straining to try to find some like positive allegory in it all, and I, I came I know. up with nothing. Yeah.
1: There was a novelization of this book. Um and the audiobook was actually read by Alfred Molina. I saw that. So yeah. that's kind of fun. I, I bet it's fun listening to the part where his character dies. Where you get like a little <laughs> chuckle when he. Do you think <laughs> he? Li- Do you think he
2: like juiced up the prose a little bit in that part where his, where he's talking about his character being like he took off his shirt, his glistening muscles, <laughs> his <laughs> impressive <laughs> six pack. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah that's right. He swept off her feet. He was a wonderful lover. <laughs> oh, what a big man you are, Alfred. The other thing we didn't talk about in this movie, I think you mentioned it jam is the skull trade, which yes. it's oh, only so weird I mean, it comes out of nowhere. It's sort of part of Sill's dream. We just sort of like see this flash of this hokey looking train but. <laughs> At the front of the train. It's like a Thomas the Tank Engine thing, but Thomas the Tank Engine's face is a skull. It's his goth like... face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and apparently this was, like, part of uh, Geiger's vision. Um, you know, they hired Geiger or Geiger. They wanted him to sort of develop the alien and design it. He had a bunch of problems with it. Like, he thought that there were too many similarities to alien Including, like, he was the right. chest bursting. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> like, when, yeah, like, when Still gives birth, like, the baby bursts out of her chest for some reason. Right. But he was, the one thing that he was adamant about was this
0: fucking skull train.
2: <laughs> I was
1: hoping he was like, <laughs> Giger, you know, the people, the studio, the producers, they were like, you know, um, I'm 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 thinking we don't need this skull train. And he was like, uh, listen, we're having the fucking skull train. And apparently he spent a hundred thousand dollars of his own money to construct and uh no. and film this skull train, which doesn't factor into the plot of the movie whatsoever. Like no. it's 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 so dis disjointed when
2: we see it was like wait is Michelle Williams afraid of trains <laughs> <laughs> okay I can give you a little bit of context about the skull train tell me about the skull train So the skull train <laughs> was something that he had developed in like two other movies he wanted to oh do it God. in Dune uh the Yodorowsky Dune he wanted to do it in like a Ridley Scott movie and so this was kind of like this is my last chance to do the skull train in a movie so he like <sighs> pitched it to them it's not in the script And they're like, "Uh, okay, sure, you can have the skull train. And then they talk to like the special effects people. They're like, "Uh, sorry, it's going to be like six hundred grand to uh, create a skull train with CGI. And he's like, well, forget that. Like, look, I'll build you a skull train. Like, it doesn't have to be CGI. Like, I'll make it.
0: And I have one in my garage. Yeah, it's like, and then I'll
2: give it it. to the, the visual effects people. They can make it. And they're like, okay. And they're like, well, you know one of the producers or whoever is like, don't spend too much money. Like don't spend more than like a hundred grand on this. And he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah." So he makes an entire skull train just for this movie. He spends, yeah. Like all of this money he spends like 80 grand. I think, I think he spends 80 grand on the train and then like 20 grand for like a train station. <laughs> <laughs> for the Skull train, uh, yeah, this train station, <laughs> but uh, so he builds this whole thing, and then, like, uh, and that's not counting like the money that's going to be spent on like actually creating the visual effect, like filming it, like you know, creating a computer model using it. So, like, they come back to him, and, like, well, you meant like a hundred thousand total, like, you spent a hundred thousand on the train, like, <laughs> uh, and so th- the film basically had, had to say to him, like, look. We'll, we'll give you 50000 for the train. That's all we have. So he was like, okay. So he took a $50,000 bath on this train because wow. it was... And also, like, people working with him were like, forget it. We'll, like, we'll put it in another movie. And he was like, no, it has to... This is our last chance for the Skull Train. It has to be in this movie. He actually said, like, if we put this Skull Train in this movie, that's all people are going to be talking about. He's like, people are going to be coming back to see this movie a second time. Got to see the Skull Train, bro. Yeah, just for the Skull <laughs> Train.
1: <laughs> you going to see some more <laughs> Natasha Henstridge? No, man, I'm all about the Skull Train.
2: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and it's just this blip in the movie. And uh, obviously, you know, it's not, you know, they kind of bastardized his vision that, you know, was also something he kind of forced upon them. But this was also the beginning of, I don't know if you have got guys have ever seen the footage of the train that was in his house. But he built, like, a bigger version of the skull train that oh you can actually, God. like, ride in that goes <sighs> all throughout his house. It's amazing. I've, honestly, everyone, if you haven't seen it, go look on YouTube. Just search, like, Giger train. <laughs> and it's it's incredible.
0: Jesus. Wow. That's... What was his obsession with the skull? Like, I, I'm so interested in, in why he needed a skull train. Like, I think it's just something he that wanted to hill. see in
2: a movie. And this just was, like... He probably thought like this might be the last chance I get to put it in a movie after you know two a, other things fell through, and it just happened to be for a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah.
0: You could have hired a director and a writer to come up with Skull Train, <laughs> <laughs> like Michael the next Madsen. Big movie Skull Train. That sounds like Michael, a Michael Madsen, Madsen would have movie. done it for a thousand dollars. Like just just let you could have made the movie. You could have yeah, oh, but God. then That's then so you funny. have to pay another hundred thousand
2: for the Skull Train. Skull trains don't <laughs> grow on trees, Blaine.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah oh, but what a world what a did. world okay so let's let's wrap it up here what did you guys think of species blaine let's start with you
0: i really liked how bad it was it, like there's there's bad movies that are just so bad that they're awful to watch and that you don't want to talk about them and you don't want to like ever see the your face in the world again um but this is not one of them. This is a delightfully bad movie. And I, like, beyond all the you know nudity and all that stuff, um, I thought Forrest Witter, Wigger's character was the funniest character I'd seen in a <laughs> long time. It kind of felt like he could do a supercut of, like, the Star Trek when when Picard's like, shut up, Worf. Um, like, he could do, like, a supercut of everyone being like, why is he here? Um, and it would be really funny. I, I just, I loved him. I It would have been funny liked, if the, if at the end it was
2: like he had the same name as like, you know, like a Navy SEAL who they actually meant to invite. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, I all the all the like the Scooby Gang doing their thing and like, oh, she's right over that hill, but first a martini. Like all that stuff was just it was just really fun and stupid and uh and hilarious to watch. And I think this would be a great like drinking game movie. Um, to have with your friends if you want to do like, you know, isn't there an app that you can sync up the movie and I'll watch it over Zoom or something? We drink
2: every time um, a homeless person is dehumanized. Ah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get wasted. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so I, yeah, I'm going to say that it's, uh, it's a bad movie, but there's some rewatchability value to it wow. in, in there. So uh, that's what I'm going to say. Okay. That's the hill that can? I'm going to die on instead of this skull train what about you jam
2: no i didn't like it <laughs> maybe i hated it i don't know i yeah i know what you mean it was like i think i was just it was fun it's fun to talk about with you guys it, it is impressively bad and yeah i could see like watching it with uh friends to like make fun of could be fun but you know mm-hmm. my biggest problem was just how boring it was like like yeah like
0: that's why alcohol needs to be involved. Yeah,
2: like, but I mean, it should be like a fast pace. Like, think about like The Fugitive or something like, you know, it's just this relentless pursuit. But again, like we've said, they take several like breaks. Like we see them <laughs> uh, like going back to their hotel multiple times.
1: I don't know. Um we have got to have the will they won't they of Michael Madsen
2: and Mark
0: Helgerberger. We we cared so much about it, uh, cared so much.
2: Yeah, it. I don't know. I just I don't, and I yeah I don't. I did not like this movie. I thought it was a a, <laughs> a skull you. train wreck, if you will. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, we. we I, I do want to mention the sequels quickly. I will say it's not rewatchable. I didn't like it, uh, but it, there were multiple sequels. There was one theatrical and like two TV mm-hmm. sequels. I think. Yeah,
1: from the sci-fi network. Species 3 and Species The Awakening, I think. Yeah,
2: that's crazy. Uh, Yeah, and some of the actors are good in it, and, you know, uh, it's a good cast, but, man, what a fucking... Yeah, don't... Skull train wreck. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Rob, what about you? I
1: have to say I agree with Blaine. I thought some of this was so dumb. It was fun. Um, Yeah, like... There are so many things wrong with it, yet it has the potential to do so many things. And the way that it fails, I think, is hilarious. Like, yeah, Michael Madsen, he's just – he's not – shouldn't be in this movie. And, uh, I mean, the people who are actually good actors – I mean, though, again, like, Michael Madsen is good in his place. They should also not be in this movie. Nobody should be in this movie. I felt
2: bad for Natasha Henstridge, who had never been in a movie.
0: (laughs) yeah. (laughs)
1: But also, yeah, like it's just such like a, a weird, um, a weird stew of things. Like, yeah, the Giger, the like the '90s style Scooby Gang stuff, the like, yeah, the uh, fugitive stuff. It's weird. One thing I wanted to mention um, is that apparently this movie is the origin of the Chupacabra myth. Apparently, the first person who described the Chupacabra. Um, had just seen Species, and so they think that that's where she got the uh, her description of the chupacabra is from From Sill. That's so
0: weird. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, like, the impact that this movie has had, you know, on the culture uh, is pretty impressive for something that is so bad. And, uh, yeah, but I, I did find it sort of fun to watch in its stupidity.
2: Um, Yeah. And you know, I watch it again. I I do want to just quickly jump in before you say that and just mention while we're talking about Natasha Henstridge, we've talked a lot about the other actors. And, you know, I would say actually I think she's pretty good. Like she doesn't get a lot to do, but like for someone who is in their first movie, like she's basically playing like the Terminator and she does Mm -hmm. a pretty good job of like anchoring the story and like having that like charisma, even when she's uh, not talking for a lot of it.
1: Yeah, and well, also like you know, there are demands with like a, a role that is supposed to be sexual, and she pulls it off really well. Like that is a performance that she has to do, and it's a really good performance. And she's yeah, she's a really good actor in this film. It's just so weird, like the weird the way that the perspective changes from like from like yeah the the child alien to like, and then you know we get. We sort of don't see as much of Tasha Hentrich as the protagonist in that sort of like from her perspective after she's grown. It becomes more about like the Scooby gang. It's so weird. I find it fascinating. I, I might watch it again sometime. I don't know. It is stupid, but it is sort of dumb fun, too. So I'm going to say I'm going to say it's mildly rewatchable. Wow. Yeah.
0: No, yeah. Sorry. Let it live.
1: <laughs> it's ugly, but uh, beautiful in its ugliness. And that's rewatchability for this week. You can find us, as always, in our ugliness on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. We're there. We're multiplying, like, the cells inside that cell. Um, We're in your hot
2: tubs right now.
1: (laughs) But uh, none of our fluids. Don't worry. (laughs) We're on Twitter. If you'd like to tweet at us or Instagram or Facebook— you can find us there, follow us there. Also, don't forget to go to Patreon if you want to become a Patreon and get the uh, the early and ad-free episodes of the bonus content. And also you can go to Tee Public and buy a rewatchability t-shirt to cover yourself if you've been born naked out of a cocoon. It's handy.
2: <laughs> and that's it.